Who doesn't want to sit around a table with a cup of coffee or tea and listen to honest conversations around issues everyone avoids in person? Especially when we're secretly wondering and having those conversations in our heads. Well, this podcast is just for you. Join our host, You Mind, on Sit With You podcast and dive deep into the tough, difficult, and relatable life experiences she will be sharing from her own life and that of each guest she has on the show. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, everybody. If you're listening to this for the first time, I'm your host, You Mind. And this is Sit With You, the podcast you want to listen to for all those conversations that you want to hear about, those conversations about things that you've been thinking about but no one has had, or just normal people talking about life issues and the things that you can relate to. This is the podcast for that, so welcome. Like I said before, in the last episode, I'm in Cape Town and it's been a wonderful three months but I haven't been podcasting all those three months so in the last few days I decided that I will capture a few stories from people I've been meaning to sit down with for yonks. This is something that we, we tried to do in Uganda <laughs> and it did not happen, it did not take off but now we're finally doing it and the guest that I have in the studio is Gracia Nichols and um, she will tell you a little bit about herself but I tried to sit down with her in Uganda and it did not work out. Why was that Gracia? It wasn't the time for it. We grew a lot since then. Oh yeah, I know right? That, that's something we can both speak about. Yeah. Uh, I think also timing is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, in Uganda we were mostly tired, exhausted <laughs> and hot. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to sit with you Gracia. Thank you Peggy, it's so nice to be here. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Yeah. How would you introduce yourself for the first time if you walked into a room and people Shoot. didn't know you? Wow. Um, my name is Gracia and I am an artist. I'm a storyteller and I love Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think those would be the first few words I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen you introduce yourself. I mean, guys, I've, I've, I've watched this lady for the past. Wow. No, I haven't stalked her. <laughs> <laughs> It just sounded weird to me. (laughs) It sounded weird on all levels. But yeah, I've just watched uh, um, her journey and walked with her in some parts of that journey. But mostly really as a spoken word artist, she's one of the artists that really inspires me. You're a spoken word artist and performer. And you're very passionate about your art. Take us back to your path to stage. What was the process of finding your voice, like your identity yeah. and being able to get to this place where you can actually just yeah. walk into a room and say, my name is Gracia, I'm a storyteller. Yeah, sure. It's, it's crazy. I was actually driving yesterday and I was like, um, I came from uh, back from the Artscape. It's the mm-hmm. biggest theater and I think in South Africa, but I know definitely in, in Cape Town mm-hmm. and I will be performing there tonight. And I was like, there was no part of me growing up that ever wished to stand on this stage mm-hmm. um, but being there I was like wow Lord you brought me here and and it's it's one of those things I didn't dream about but now that it's here I'm super grateful mm-hmm. and so getting here is actually a crazy story um, mm-hmm. so growing up my 
my dad he was he was quite musical but never he was never trained in music um mm-hmm. and then my both my brothers are rappers but you know everyone is a rapper mm-hmm. until life happens and then you're not um mm-hmm. but both of them are still rappers and great MCs um mm-hmm. and beat makers and and then i joined a performing arts team called south route so how this happened is i went to a school that in south africa we call mm-hmm. very ghetto <laughs> uh, it was mm-hmm. a primary school and it was it's what it's in a previously disadvantaged community so um lack of access to to you know opportunities and the kids were very ill disciplined and i remember our, our school brought in south roots because as mm-hmm. a community development organization they used performing arts for for social transformation and mm-hmm. just like youth development and mm-hmm. um, skills development and so uh, i i joined this this project um they 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 taught us in um performing arts and i was really shy like really really shy but i can never believe that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how much time yeah but mm-hmm. i i think i know where that came from so can i can mm-hmm. i can i backtrack a little yeah, bit go for it um because it's all part of this crazy story that makes mm-hmm. up my life mm-hmm. so when i was five um i went to a a, a school that mm-hmm. where most of the kids didn't look like me so mm-hmm. the people can't see me i am colored woman brown uh, woman in south africa we de- i descend from the first nation and we make up we we carry the dna of 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 many different nations european african indian asia you name it we have it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just for for background uh, for mm-hmm. those who might not understand the term colored um mm-hmm. and so i went to a school where most of the people were white um i think i was one of three people in the class that were not white mm-hmm. and i used to talk a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. um i kind of got back to that but um in that time my teacher called me and she made me sit under the desk Mm-hmm. at her feet and she put a uh, duct tape on my mouth in front of the whole wow. class and she didn't mm-hmm. explain to me that um you know this is what why it's happening and even if she did i don't think it would be a, a justification it, it wouldn't be okay yeah so mm-hmm. and i think subconsciously that thing marked me um because then i was shy i didn't want to speak in front of people if i had to speak my voice would literally shake um and so fast forward 6 years later south roots comes to my primary school um we have to audition i audition i don't make it for some weird reason they come back to my class and they're looking for 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 this grace and i was like there's no grace here but it's me i'm gracia so i went to audition again and i start this journey with with this ministry this organization called south roots and mm-hmm. um in during this rehearsal process because i'm so shy one day i just started crying because they re- required of me to do a, lo- a lot of things and I was like I can't do this it's too mm-hmm. much also I stay introvert and then um Shanette who's our leader um yeah she she took me outside and she said to me you know Gracia you have this voice mm-hmm. um and you have this gift inside of you and um you are called and anointed to speak to nations two words in there I didn't understand it was anointing and it was nations because I'm from Wooster the small town mm-hmm. and going to Cape Town was already a big deal you you would pack food for the road because it's that far mm-hmm. and so speaking about nations I was like what what will I do there um but that was the beginning of being of being catalyzed into my into my journey of a, of being a storyteller so mm-hmm. I joined South Roots then I I got I got platforms to share my story to find my story um as a colored woman uh, dive into my history find healing um and yeah and then i went to study i went away to university and so i've been part of south roots performing in a group setup for many since 2005 but then when i went to university i was kind of i had to fly solo so that's where i found my voice as a poet 
um, mm-hmm. because now I didn't have the backup of a team or didn't have I, I didn't have a chorus line to sing in. So I was like, but I still have a story, so how can I tell it? And so I just started reading my poetry until someone, Robin, he's one of my mentors, he said to me, you make slam poetry look 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 good. I was like, slam poetry? Because I haven't heard that the went mm-hmm. to Google, saw all these guys, and then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm a slam poet. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, then I started writing in Afrikaans, and now I'm here. <laughs> wow. Long journey, but well yeah. worth it. Man, well worth it. So you address various issues in your work, uh, issues of prejudice and discrimination, and it's a form of artivism in a way. Mm. Talk to us about the poems you write, like Reflections of Light. There yeah. are words in there yeah. I, I want you to, to address, and then Blaise Stan, and my personal fra- favorite, Brilliant Black Beauty. Yeah. So one by one, I mean, True. you can just <laughs> talk about it, but there are things you say in 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 uh reflections of light my blood has been speaking yeah can you speak about that yeah yeah true i think you know one thing about me is sometimes i write a line and then only when i'm standing on stage it hits me like what <laughs> is that what that means <laughs> no i can relate i can relate with that <laughs> so uh, what i in- in- initially meant with that line so the full line is my blood has been speaking in 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 tongues. In tongues since the dawn of guns and battles on my Khrikis farm. So it it um it speaks about the Ooh, the hold on, hold on. <laughs> no say it again. Let's just let it lend for a bit. So my blood has been speaking in tongues since the dawn of guns and battles on my Khrikis farm. Um and so it speaks about even me I got goosebumps as I said it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so to me what I what I wanted to communicate with that line is that we carry this this variety of bloodlines, you know, um, and so my so my bloodlines speak these different tongues of all the nations that that I have inside with me. Mm. But with that also, and this is a very un, unpopular opinion, but with that speaking in tongues refers to being a Christian, being a believer, being born again, mm. um, and so with with the door since the dawn of guns and battles on my Khrikis farm. So Khrikis means ancestor in mm. Afrikaans. So with that pain we 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 got to to receive the gospel um mm-hmm. you know it's like and so with the with the gospel that came with the guns and the battles we've been speaking in tongues as a people as as, as spiritually so it had it had two it had two meanings mm-hmm. um because i think one must look at both the pain but also the redemption wow. or the or the original intention uh, at least so i i i love to believe that the the missionaries came and they really were well in, in intent you know on sharing the gospel and we knew god um but we needed to be introduced to jesus you know yeah. the son of god who came mm. who came and um died on the cross so that we can be reconciled to creator god that our people did know mm. so yeah <laughs> that's that's so good uh, i know i coach you a lot when when i speak in workshops and there's a line that you say you say the system settled without permission guys just got like punchlines like you're for days i'm like yo you could do a thesis on just different lines because of what it carries but talk to us about uh, the poem my favorite poem brilliant black beauty and about hair and, and about the the i think the area act what is that one what is it i think i said it wrong right now the, like the group areas act yes yeah that 
So in South Africa, I don't want to quote dates because I'm definitely going to be wrong. But um, as the government were implementing the system of apartheid, which mm. was segregation, um, one of the the laws that that they passed were that different people groups were mm-hmm. had to live in different areas. So colored people had to live in an area, um, black people, and then white people and Indians. Mm-hmm. And the further the white people lived in the in the in the center or the nicer areas then colors and then on the very end on the outskirts were we would find black people um, and that's how they literally designed all our towns um, mm-hmm. so even now if you go into townships and you drive through towns in south africa you can see oh this is a this is a white area oh this is a colored area oh this is yeah so um brilliant black beauty um was written because in in uh, when they when they separated these people they also uh, they they used a pencil test to determine what what race uh, uh, you you fall under and so for colored people specifically this was one of the most painful things that had happened mm. because colored people descend from so many different uh, bloodlines including the first nation of south africa the koyan san um you will find one family where one looks more european one looks more koi one looks more african um, and also our hair textures because of the different bloodlines, right? Mm. And so the group areas act would take uh, the government would take a pencil and and pull it through the hair of, of of a person, and then if the pencil went through, you were classified white. If mm. the pencil um, stuck, you were classified colored or black, depending on how stuck <laughs> where it stuck. Well, like that's something you could use to classify. Yes, mm. yes. And so literally, families were ripped apart. You would find in one family one person was classified as white another person classified as colored one other classified as black um and so a pencil was used and our hair was used to determine what race we fall under and so fast forward 2021 there's a there's a an ad by a well-known uh, uh what do you call this thing um what do you go uh, um, i don't want to say the name it's such a big big farm it's brand. not a far- yes a big brand uh, so they put out an ad on tv and <laughs> um the ad says so before before i get there mm-hmm. for the past few years there's been a a move in south africa where, where, where women of color are starting to, were starting to embrace their natural hair again mm-hmm. um and it's a it's a big deal because you 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 see you look all around you and every everything in society says that is not beautiful that is not acceptable mm. and so it's really a, th- a a thing it's a it's a resistance just by you showing up rocking your natural hair and and people like to say um i'm i'm going natural i'm i say you, you know you're not going natural you're returning natural because mm. it's not a process mm. of going anywhere it's just allowing your hair to become what it was meant to be mm. um and so this big um company put out an ad and and the the ad was about shampoo mm-hmm. and it said um so this this the hair was natural and then after you wash use this product it's going to be professional hair mm-hmm. and the professional hair is obviously white hair and mm-hmm. so everyone was horrified like bro what do you mean <laughs> so my my hair is unprofessional are you saying like you know we can't show up like this to work anyway people went crazy the political party with the red berets in south africa we shall not name names went crazy people mm-hmm. boycotted the store and i was like what um mm-hmm. let's let's respond in a in a way that people will listen um mm-hmm. 
and if it's my story people will listen because sometimes you can get upset and you burn down and you da 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 but no one's really listening so let me tell my story and maybe they'll find understanding so i wrote the song the poem brilliant black beauty and it's really mm. just a story of how i had to navigate my own way to be okay with with my hair as it grows out of my scalp and th- and that poem is as as um uh motivate encourage so many other young people my mother used to ask me um when are you fixing your hair mm-hmm. and after i released that she never once asked me again when i'm fixing my hair because she and i understood it from a different way there was mm-hmm. another young girl in our community when um because we used to blow dry her hair to go to school and she also goes to a predominantly white school mm-hmm. and so she decided she's gonna wear her hair naturally when her mom asked her what are you gonna do with your hair she said gracias said <laughs> it's okay mm-hmm. we can be natural so she's just gonna tell her teacher that so i was like yo mm-hmm. okay so yeah, that was encouraging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys can find um, uh, Brilliant Black Beauty across uh, streaming platforms. It's on uh, Apple. It's on Spotify, Spotify. YouTube. Yeah, you guys must uh, go listen to that. Don't worry. A little later on, I will not let Gracia go without dropping a few lines. <laughs> but yeah, talk to us about Blaistan. Phew, Blaistan. I think this was the one that kind of blew up without me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So. When I was five, I lost my father in a car accident, and so I've had to navigate life without without my father since since that time. And it's been it's really been one of those things where it's like every, in every season you're like, but I thought I'm over it type of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with every milestone, you think about what would my dad say, you know? So yeah. it's that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and then in my and so I start I really put my I identity a lot in my academics and so i went to university got bursaries and everything and then in my second year i really started feeling depressed um mm. and i just didn't do well mm. so i had to return home and then i was like oh my word everyone is so disappointed in me no one said that but because me i'm a perfectionist i thought that yeah. um and then like one day i was sitting outside and it was really weird but um the lord spoke so many things to me but one of the, one of the things he spoke to me is um you know i never said you are the things you do um and mm-hmm. uh, you are enough and then the the lines came to me blessed on mm-hmm. uh, and so I, i i wrote this poem piece by piece but um so one was written on a day during that time that i really missed my dad and so some of the lines speak about speak about that but all in all it's about um so blaistan means to remain standing to remain standing in in the midst of failure to remain standing in the midst of loss to remain standing you know when things don't look like uh, there's any hope so it's it's really a, a declaration of hope a declaration of we'll get through this even mm. if it doesn't seem like we're gonna make it yeah yeah and i love that you know uh, one of the things i've also been learning i mean bit by bit you you you, you start getting there but yeah that I'm not what I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the achievements that I have yeah. or the things that I've accomplished. Absolutely. And last year I lost all my certificates. They just disappeared. Oh, I'm just damn trying to retrace and 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 try to go to the different uh boards yeah. that uh gave me certificates to kind of see if I can retrieve but yeah. one particular one uh, the school I did my early childhood development with um closed down during oh. covid. So I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do? Yeah that qualification because i still think it's 
something I want to yeah. use in, in the future. So you look at the different uh, institutions and uh, some have said they're, they're, they're going to need like a photocopy. So I've gone to my previous employer trying to really just trace uh, how many of my photocopied certificates do you have yeah. as proof of my certificate so that I can go to the different boards yeah. and, and try and retrieve. But what it did to me was it, it, I just started to see how much of my validation mm. was in these pieces sure. of paper. Sure. That I'm a, I'm a trained and qualified um, transformational yeah. leadership development yeah. uh, leader, practitioner, all the things, all the different uh, certificates yeah. that I own were part of my identity mm. and that's not who I am. Yeah. Outside of all of that, yeah. since I lost these certificates, it's been a year now, in April last year. So April this year was a year and I'm still walking the journey of retrieving this. Um, there's not one day that I haven't been useful or mm. efficient. Yeah. But it, I still go yeah. back to that, oh gosh, if I want to do this, I might need to bring up my, my certificates. Then yeah. I panic. Yeah. I'm like, yo. But but I'm getting there slowly, yeah. so yeah. It, 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 it means a lot to hear someone else yes. speak about that. Yes. And I think also even for our listeners, it means something to hear someone speak about that because yeah. we can get so tied up into so many yeah. other things becoming... Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and during that time, when I was going through my... Processing mm-hmm. my failure, um, something really shifted in me and, and it influenced the way I speak to the next generation. So mm-hmm. I no longer put emphasis... Because this is how we grew up, man. So I no longer put emphasis on what do you want to be when you grow up. I ask, who do you want to be? Because it's more important that you, you're a person of, of great character and great valor than, mm-hmm. than the things and the accolades you, you achieve in life. So mm-hmm. it means nothing that, you know, you have all these certificates... But when yeah. you leave the when you enter a room, everyone is afraid, you know. Yeah. Or everyone is the energy changes in the room, mm. you know. What what type of energy do you want to carry with you when you enter mm. a place, or when you leave, or when you stand on stage, even? Yeah. Mm. South Roots International is a non-profit company with a NPO and PBO status. It was established in 1997 and was based in Rudeval in the Western Cape. South Roots International has a mandate of cultural redemption, restoring a culture to God's original design and reconciliation using performing arts as a tool. It uses musical theater and cultural expression to tell the story and redemptive purpose of the foundation nation of Southern Africa. Besides musical theater, South Roots runs schools, seminars and workshops in cultural redemption and has various projects for social transformation. It has impacted audiences around the world from Europe to Asia, America to Africa, displaying God's character through the beauty and diversity of our Southern African expressions. So Gracia, last year you did a series of performances under the banner Becoming the Poem. Yeah. What led to that journey? And I was, you know, rooting for you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's crazy. I had three shows and all three of them were sold out. Um, So... It's, yeah, I, I was so shocked because I don't know that many people. <laughs> it's like, mm. at every show, I'm like, where do you guys come from? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, 
so it was crazy i was invited to a, a, a show in beaufort west it's also where my my boyfriend is from yeah it was a, a poet friend of mine and he asked me to come do a 20 minute set and when he said 20 minutes i kind of freaked out i was like i don't have many poems when i got there and figured out i was like this is so nice like i'm so comfortable with this like can I do more? And so when I when we when we were done, I sat down and I said, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a whole show. Because mm. I can do it. So I put it out on Facebook. I said, Hey guys, um, if I were to do if I were to do a, a a poetry show, would you guys show up? And so many people commented on on Facebook saying, Yes, we wanna come. And obviously only 20% of those people came. Mm. <laughs> You know that's how it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but that's so okay. Mm-hmm. Those those ones who said yes on Facebook, they were the ones who gave me the courage to actually make yes. it happen. Mm-hmm. And then I I, I had an, a radio interview in that same month, and I said, oh yeah, and next year I want to do a show. And the guy was like, what's the date? I was like, um. And then I made up a date there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so that is settled now. Because I didn't have, I didn't put any work into it mm-hmm. yet. And so I had to stick to that date. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, and then it happened. But the, the reason I said becoming the poem is uh, based on the scripture that said, we, we are God's workmanship. Um, poemia, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm God's poem. And it's, and it's, a, and it's a journey of becoming mm-hmm. the whole time. And if you listen to my poems, the ones I have, it's mostly about my journey. And it starts mm-hmm. at some point and it ends at some point. So I was able to use, all, not all of them, but a lot of my poems that I'd written over the years and put it in a show. And I, I had the support of many great friends who were poets and musicians and mm-hmm. rappers. And so I just brought them in also just to to add to to the mm-hmm. story. Yeah, and it was, it was really, really good. What pain areas, what what joy areas uh, did you have in this whole journey uh, throughout these three shows that you did? There were okay there were really pain areas. That was wow. that was, mm. I think, the most amazing part for me. Um, there were joy areas in where people who had, uh, when they after the show, the the venue people came. So it's Uncle Bertram or Jumpstart Coffee Shop. It's a business, so you can't expect people to give a venue for free. But after the show, he was like, "You don't don't pay us the venue fee. We don't want it." No way. <laughs> yes, and then um, and that I think part of well part of it, you and his wife are passionate about missions and arts, um, mm-hmm. so that's one part of it. But I think the other part is there were so many people in that coffee shop that night who supported the coffee shop, so they did make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then people just came on board. I have a friend who does lights. He said, can I do your lights for you? I have Jeanette. She said, can I do your video for you? It's just like people just came and said, can I do this for you? And I think that to me was the, my friend Nicole, she, she's not a performer per se, but she did, she handled the door and the tickets and those type of wow. things. So people mm-hmm. just came and said, what can I do for you? I had people on the lineup that's big artists in South Africa, in Cape Town at least, but definitely in South Africa also, mm. who I said, listen, this is a fundraiser um, for my Uganda mission. Mm. I do not have the budget. I know you cost so-and-so, but would you come? And like, oh, they were like, don't even mention it. Mm. Don't even mention it. Mm. I think my greatest highlight for for me was when two of South Africa's, uh, one is, is a, a big deal in the hip-hop industry mm. and the one is just a great poem, poet in general. I'm going to name names because uh, this was to me the greatest thing. So Sipukazi mm. Jonas. Oh, yes. Um, Sipukazi. She, yeah. she, her mm-hmm. and um, Jerome Rex, they couldn't mm-hmm. attend um, one of these shows. And they mm-hmm. and I didn't invite them. They saw the posters. 
but these people are people I respect and they say can I please buy tickets and then you give it to someone so to me that was like a stamp of approval from mm. the mm. the super guys the mystery I was like I would say mm. they're showing into because they they're giving them money it means they see something in me you know that yeah. that's caring yeah. that's caring something that um for the next generation and for for our city in this time Yeah. So yeah, many of my and and if the venues weren't free, there was a good price for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were just amazing. Um I think the painful part was having to tell people there's no more tickets left. Because <laughs> people on the day still asking are there tickets and I would have to say it's mm-hmm. it's full. It's at full capacity. Yeah. Would you do this again? I would. I definitely would. I'm already trying to conceptualize something for next year. Um So yeah, no, it's it's something. Please don't ask me for a date. Because <laughs> then the pressure. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put you on the spot and have you think up a date. No worries, we can do that in time. Yeah. So you've been working with South Roots International, and you're a missionary. And if I look at it, I don't know. I could have the timing wrong. Is it 19 years? Sure. Since 2005, does that make it? I can't count at this mm, moment. It should, be, <laughs> it should be about. What has this meant for your family and a generation of artists like you mm. in your community? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that my family understands. They haven't worded it in so many words. But the support they give me um, in terms of um, financial. <laughs> I'm gonna, and they don't support me financially, but they don't require of me um You know, you know, black tax, mm, mm. <laughs> um, and so we have it here to this. So there's no pressure for me to give back to the family, um, as there would be for for other, I guess, colors and black. Um, so and when I need something, I know I can go to them for it. Um, mm-hmm. So in in that way, I think they might understand what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. because missions is a foreign concept in our in in, in our communities, I I I don't know that they they fully grasp what I do. Um, mm-hmm. But but they release me, <laughs> but they release me, and they've seen the the impact of it in the community and in my own life even, and mm-hmm. and the people I work with. Um, the same can be said for my community. I I don't think that people really know um, what it is we do, um, or have a or have an understanding or see the value of it um, mm-hmm. in general. But but we move as one of those things we say, blessed and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, John John Bernard, a friend of mine who is a fellow poet and hip hop artist based in Coventry, likes to say, "We cannot always wait for inspiration." Mm. I agree with him. What are your thoughts on this? Do you wait for ex- inspiration? What is your creative process like? I was actually very in a weird emotional space the other day, and I was like, "I should really write today," mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> because it to me that I, I was feeling a lot of feelings, and I didn't know how to process it. Eventually, I did process it by talking it through. But mm-hmm. um, those are those are the days that I write. I write and I write well. Um, I am someone. I'm one of those artists who wait for inspiration. But inspiration hasn't come this mm-hmm. year, and so it. <laughs> so then I say I have write this block, and then I was like, No, man, you don't have that. Go sit down, and you're gonna write something because I was on a deadline. I two had two poems I needed to write for mm-hmm. for various projects. And I sat down and I wrote, and it was good stuff. So, so then I was like, oh, insp- you don't have to wait for it, but you have to be disciplined in creating space for inspiration to come. Because you can't. I don't. I I'm not a technical writer. I don't write because the word sounds um, super cool, or if I use this word, it's okay. no. I to me, it has to be authentic. 
so but for that authenticity to come through i need to create space for myself to sit down and know what i'm thinking and know what i'm feeling so when i'm not making space for myself to feel and to think and be then i i can't write yeah mm. Like for me, when I write, uh, one of the things I don't do is well, I rhyme by mistake, and people don't get it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you're writing!" I'm like, mm, "I don't naturally, <laughs> I don't naturally rhyme. Yeah. I have rhythm, but I don't yeah. naturally rhyme." Yeah. So it's always been interesting for me to find uh, different poets and artists that can rhyme yeah. that have something different that they yeah. they carry in their work, but. One of the things I I really admire about you is just how every time I see you, there's so much growth. There's something new. There's there's also something new happening with your art. The the last time I remember, the last time I was here was 2019, mm. and then we we did Afrodisia, yeah. and then you were performing in different spaces. Yeah. And then when I came back this time, you're you're working with Art Artikafia. Yeah. Talk to us about that. How did that happen, and what is Artikafia? Yeah. So Artikafia is, I think, probably the biggest um, organization in South Africa that exists to mm-hmm. preserve and develop uh, the language and culture around Afrikaans, mm-hmm. um, which is very necessary because it's such a young language, but um, it carries actually so much depth and weight and, and history. Um, and yeah, so one of one of my mentors, he's the creative director for one of their projects, uh, mm-hmm. Atika Fe Crescendo, mm-hmm. and he's been asking me to join and become a mentor um, alongside him in 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 one of their projects. And at first, when he asked me, I was like, um, no, <laughs> this <laughs> feels like because the people there are famous Afrikaans um, people in the industry. So I was like, oh, I don't know. And then lockdown happened, so I I think. I wasn't ready anyway and lockdown happened so I couldn't do it and then two last year last year I went and did it for the first time and when I when I say imposter syndrome is real it was real but Mm. God continued to affirm me and say you deserve to be in the space take up space take up space before you even continue I want you to speak about that what what did you feel so that someone can understand what you mean because I I mean we've heard the word before imposter syndrome but what did you experience yeah so because uh, the other mentors were all famous people and i'm telling you people who's been in the industry for 15 20 years people who mm-hmm. was making money off of this thing also white people <laughs> mm-hmm. let me add that because the space is quite white um mm-hmm. and i don't think they would mind me saying that but the mm-hmm. space is quite white and so i'm sitting here i'm 29 and i'm like what do i have to offer mm-hmm. um what do i have to offer to these people um yeah, so so I think that was the, the question though, that like I'm not worthy to be here. I don't think I have enough. I don't have the qualifications. Meanwhile, I've been in performing arts for 19 years. Meanwhile, mm. I have authority in 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 in, in, in an African spoken word because there isn't there aren't many of us. Mm. I have I've traveled the world. I understand culture. I understand heritage. Um, so I brought that thing to the table. But when you're in that space and you're sitting there, and those thoughts come to you so yeah but but robin was also quite amazing in just affirming me and also the when when i was done presenting the people you know the comments that people gave so it turns out i did have a lot to offer so mm. so yeah mm. yeah 
I've never sat with you and thought you had nothing to offer. It's so interesting that the, the, the lies we believe yeah, about ourselves and, and how much we're the first ones yeah. to beat ourselves down mm. before anyone else does yeah. it. We're, we're there already with the punches. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and that can be something that maybe you're listening to this and you're struggling with. I want you to take this to heart. Yeah. Uh, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. you dare do it because you matter you bring something to the table and it doesn't matter what sort of table it is yeah. there is value in what you bring because yeah. there's only one you absolutely even if you're twinning and you have a twin <laughs> uh, a triplet whatever yeah. that is there's only one you yeah if you look at your dna your fingerprint it will tell you that there's only one of you yeah. so there is no excuse and no argument <laughs> So poetry and music are durable genre. We will we will see probably outliving us in our time, Gracia. In what way would you like to be to be remembered? In what way would you like to be remembered when you are gone? She spoke a mind, but in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people. I would love for people to remember me by the fact that I was always honest and always vulnerable. Um, and I and I didn't mind sharing my own struggles so that other people can use that to build a bridge and get mm-hmm. over this. Wow. Yeah. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life... Sushi! <laughs> <laughs> don't even have to finish that sentence. Sushi. Sushi all day. <laughs> sushi all day. Oh gosh, I can't do sushi all day. <laughs> when people engage with your work, what do you intend for them to walk away with? Mm. Hope. Mm. It's always hope. Mm. Um... Yeah, one day someone someone asked me because my poems are a bit sad, but if you really listen to it, you will you it, it really isn't. You mm. cry because you relate. Those mm. who cry relate, and those who those who relate know that they'll find their way. Mm-hmm. And so someone asked me, um, when are you writing something again? Are you waiting for something tragic tragic to happen? <laughs> so I said they're flabbergasted and unable to answer. But then afterwards, I was like, oh, excuse me. In my own mind, you know, you introverts sometimes like you mm. could have said that. Mm. Um, so I was like, I don't, I don't write out of pain. I write out of hope, and mm. and I think people um, feel that when I when I do my poems, yeah, it's hope. Yes, when you do your poems, <laughs> you've gotten to that place where you are oh, going to share word. a poem. <laughs> I feel like you should have warned me. Let me think, and now it should be an English one because wow. No, but you oh, know I what? It it doesn't need to be English. But I want, uh, I but want you, your you people would, to. You would uh, then yeah. just send me a translation. We put it in the comment section. Don't <laughs> worry, don't worry. I have one. I just need to find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, been waiting for this. So Gracia is going to share a poem with us. Yeah, so it's titled My Brown Body. My brown body is worthy to be seen, heard and celebrated. To leap into light courageously, grooved with the rhythms of grace, joyfully jump in the remnants of rain or just ponder her pain. My brown body is worthy to live, liberated from the yoke of expectations, to talk without translation and to not need amplification. Listen. My contemplations are cumulative, summed up to this. My words are weighty, enough. My brown body is worthy to weep, rest and sing. Sweet lullabies to soothe aching hearts or protest poetry to rekindle purpose and passion in the often forgotten ones. My brown body is worthy to take up space, to hold space, and for space to be held when my brown body just can't. My brown body is resilience personified, but today, 
My brown body is tired of taking short handouts of breath that suggest that oxygen was never mine to have freely, really. What is freedom if my brown body is still suffocating and silenced? Whoa, guys. <laughs> snaps, snaps, snaps all the way. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Gracia. How can people get in touch with you for bookings or just to connect? Instagram. Instagram is the easiest because Facebook, you know, I don't have a page yet, so it's friend request and that's almost full. <laughs> so mm. Instagram, I follow back. Mm. Gracia Nichols. Thank you so much for allowing us to sit with you. Thank and you just, for having me. Man, finally. <laughs> this was so good. Thank you so much. Finally, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. A year later. <laughs> and guys, Gracia got me coffee, so you can also buy me a coffee. <laughs> buy me a coffee. I'll, I'll try and see which way to put my pioneer details on here yeah. so you guys can buy me a coffee too. Gracia brought me a coffee, so if you want to partner with us, I sit with you, get in touch with us, follow us across platforms. We are on Instagram, I sit with you, but you can follow me across my own pages. You mind? U M I N D question mark on Facebook, P S underscore you mind. And uh, you you can actually just uh, uh, go on our website, pagepoetryalive.com, and then let us know if you want to partner with us and sit with you, the podcast, and buy us a coffee or something like that, and then we can hit you up and send you our Pioneer account so that you guys can buy us coffee. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you listened to the previous um, uh, conversation where I sat down with Rachel Ngalula Mukendi and the one before that was with Angela Delfava, all people that Gracia is working with. So pretty excited and, and, and you can see how much just this team carries so much more. I want you to stay tuned for my next conversation with Sue Livia Van Wyck. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to, to really just be able to connect the dots yeah. of the journey that they've been walking. Yeah. Thank you, Gracia, Thank for coming you, through. And for me, your host, you mind? I'm out for today. <laughs> See you later. Thank you for crashing with us and allowing us to sit with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and across other podcasting platforms.